Welcome to the Engrafted Word from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Line of Judah Cathedral, Cape Coast, with Bishop Jake Godwill. This rich teaching will bring encouragement, hope, light into every darkness, healing, deliverance, and salvation to the longing soul. Join Bishop Jake Godwill as he ministers the Engrafted Word of God, which is able to save the soul. Hallelujah. Are you excited to be in church this morning? All right, lift your hands and just thank him. Thank the Lord. Father, we thank you. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you thanks. Dear Holy Spirit, dear Holy Spirit, open the eyes of our understanding, open the eyes of our hearts, bring your revelation, the river of your spirit, 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 let it flow, let it flow over our souls. Thank you, dear Holy Spirit. For your power, for your revelation. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. And everybody shouted, Amen. Amen. Wow. God bless you, and you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We say, Do, don't let the sun smite them by day. All right. Amen. Are you blessed to be here? Wow. Wonderful. Appreciate the choirs for the powerful ministrations that we received. Amen. What a blessing to have beautiful choirs that minister. Beautifully. Give me, give me just a little volume so I don't have to shout. Amen. Amen. Now, this month, um, I'm encouraging everybody to ensure that you have a copy of one of the... Um, you see, one day, a woman came to Jesus and she... The Bible calls her the Syrophoenician woman. All right, she came from a place called Syrophoenicia, I believe. And um, she came because her daughter had a devil and she needed healing. And Jesus said something very surprising. Jesus said, I cannot take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. Now, many people of today would have seen it as an insult. They would have put it on Instagram, put it on uh, Facebook, that when I went to church, the pastor insulted me, called me a dog. All right? But you see, this woman didn't care what description Jesus would give her, but she immediately said, Lord, even the dogs, they enjoy the crumbs that fall from the children's table. Then Jesus said to her, this woman has a lot of faith. Be it unto you according to your faith. And immediately her daughter was healed. Clap for Jesus. Amen. There is something called the children's bread. There's something called the children's bread. Say with me, the children's bread. There's something that um, God gives the fathers to provide for the children. So all these books that you see here, why do we have books displayed on stage? We are not a bookshop. We are not, um, we are not, there's a church, all right? But Jesus, one of the prayers he prayed before he left was that, Father, I have given them the words that thou givest me. The words, say with me, the words. Now, the greatest thing that Jesus gave us were the words 
that his father gave him. Amen. And the words, the words was the bread. The bread, bread of heaven, fill me till I want no more. How many, have you ever seen the bread is falling from heaven? All right. It's only by supernatural miracle like when the manna fell. But normally, you don't see bread falling from heaven. Yesterday, we were at, uh, somebody was opening a bread shop. The bread didn't come from heaven. It came from the baker's oven. All right? Now, so these books and so on, they are all the children's bread. Bread, baked, cooked, prepared for the children of the house. Amen. Amen. And that is why we encourage every one of us to have them and to feed on them. It is our blessing. I said it is our blessing. Now, you also need to move away from mental slavery. I think somebody sang a song. Emancipate us from the mental slavery. Is there a song like that? Uh huh. Some of us are in mental slavery. And the type of mental slavery is that you are moved by or you are deceived by titles of books. All right? The, the title of the book clouds your mind and directs you and navigates you, navigates your choices. Okay? So, for example, if you see a book like The Mega Church, the mega church, the normal Christian will navigate his way outside such a title. Yeah, far from the book. And you may go for maybe breakthrough without sweat, marriage without opposition, financial one time, one touch. Do you see? According to your needs or how the feeling, how the title connect to your, the feeling inside you. Do you see? But that's what I'm saying. It, 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 it's a slavery. It's a type of slavery. It's like because of the way your mind, so you just, no, don't be deceived. All right? Don't be deceived. That is why one day, the people came, a lot of people, 5,000 people came. Jesus fed them with bread. He multiplied bread and fish. The following day, the church multiplied I'm sure they were about 10,000 or 15,000 or 20,000 more. They were coming for more bread of yesterday. When they came, Jesus said, except you eat my flesh and you drink my blood. Immediately, the church was empty. Only 12 members were left, the 12 disciples. Even they, they almost went away. They almost went away. And they could not understand why the title Jesus gave Eat my flesh and drink my blood. For my flesh is meat indeed and my blood is drink indeed. Immediately, they were, they, were, they were discouraged and they were unattracted by the title of the message. And they missed out the whole blessing. You will never miss your blessing. So I want everybody, if you are, if you are part of this family, make sure you have a copy of this book. All right, and there's a book every Sunday, every time this month. Somebody's phone is ringing. All right. Tell your neighbor, get a copy. And read your copy. And you'll be blessed. Amen. And that's why we're also encouraging everybody to have the library, the whole library of the Macarios. Right now, we've run out of uh, copies of the Macarios. But be on the lookout. How many have copies? How many managed to get your Macarios? Wow. Clap for those who have them. <laughs> Blessed are those who have the Macarios. For they shall inherit more blessings. Okay. Now, guys, reduce my base. There's a lot of base. Now, last week we were sharing about, um, what were we sharing about? We're sharing about commitment. All right? Commitment. Say with me, commitment. And we went through four types of commitment. All right? 
And uh, what was the first level of commitment we saw? Hello. Hello. Fair weather commitment. All right. What is that? What is fair weather commitment? I need a microphone for somebody. What's fair weather commitment? Every, when everything is fair for you to come to church, let's say the conditions are okay. It's not raining. The sun is not too hot. Yeah, that's fair weather. It's not raining. Sun is not too hot. So that is when people choose to come to church. All right. Yeah. And so when... So if the weather is not favorable, let's say the sun is too hot and it is raining, they will not come. They will not come. Yes. So their commitment is based on the weather or the circumstances. Their commitment is based on the weather, circumstances. Or maybe you have a friend who comes to church, who gives you lift. So through that, you become a member of the church or you become like a member. As soon as your friend is transferred from Cape Coast, then you are suddenly left hanging. Are you a member? Are you not a member? Do you see? So when the circumstances were favorable, your commitment, you seem to be committed. But as soon as the circumstances sort of changed from how it was, now your commitment becomes questionable. Do we not see it on television all the time? Isn't it? Yeah. When usually it's, the, it's this way, like when the, a man is rich, isn't it? Yeah. When a man is rich, the wife is loving him. And then something happens to his job. And suddenly he's retrenched. Which is a nice way of saying he has been sacked. <laughs> Do you see? And then suddenly, where there's no money, then the wife's commitment to the marriage is questionable questionable. Good. Keep preaching. What is number two? Situational friendship commitment. Yes. Next, give the mic to the person next to you. Thank you. It's not a temptation, but thank you, Bishop. Please, when we talk of situational friendship commitment, um, Bishop, as they suggest, maybe you have a friend who always comes around church and then you are free with a person. So, because probably you chat with him all the time, so he coming to church, you also decide that, oh, he's my friend, let me come around. And then, you, most of the time, to the area where you are, most of your friends are in a particular church, let's say Lighthouse. So, you also decide that, well, all my friends are here, so let me come for them, not particularly for the church, but friendship. How many of you, your, do you remember your schoolmate? Which year group were you in when you finished? Uh, what, what did you finish? JHS. Which year group is that? 2008. Oh, it's very recent. Yeah. But you see, when you're in school, you are friends. Isn't it? Same classroom, you are friends with the people. It's like this is your real party and so on and so forth. But when you finish school, you realize that there's no communication with most of the people apart from the people that you either work with or whatever. Even now that there's Facebook, there's social media, people are able to get in touch, WhatsApp groups and all that. But normally, I mean, I, I give example, my, my year mate, it's been 33 years. It's only last year somebody decided to create, a, what do you call it, a platform and then we started talking. 33 years. People that we, need, we used to meet every day. Some of them were my roommates. But we've never, never seen each other since then. So our friendship was situational. It was no real friendship. It was situational. The situation has brought us together. And we are friends. But after the situation changed, then friendship changed. All right? And then the next level is what? Non-situational. Non-situational friendship commitment. It's not situation. What is the fourth level? What's the fourth level? Marital 
commitment. Wow. That is the highest level of commitment that we should have. All right? Now, why is it the highest level of commitment and the recommended level of commitment that we should have for Christ and we should have for the church, this church? You see, marriage, marriage was meant to be a permanent thing. All right, God's original idea for marriage was meant to be permanent, okay? And then it is in marriage that we have fruitfulness. Are you still here, Yvelet? All right. So God, um, let me give you a quick verse here. Tell your neighbor, I'm being blessed. Now, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother hmm, and be joined to his wife and they twain shall become one flesh. Okay, Genesis chapter 2. Let's read from, from verse 21. And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman. Made he what? And brought her unto the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Amen. And they were both naked, the man and his secretary. The man and his house help. The man and his student. The man and his neighbor. The man and his work colleague. The man and his wife. The man and his girlfriend. The man and his beloved. The man and his... The man and his... Are you understanding something here? Alright, so there are some things that should only happen under the banner or the description of the man and his wife. The man and his wife. Under the marital home or banner, we expect certain things. A certain level of nakedness, transparency, no shame. We are together, we are here forever. The man and his wife, go back to the previous verse. Therefore shall a man leave and cleave and the two shall become one flesh. Wow. So, marital level of commitment. It is in marriage. In marriage, we have abandoned all. We have left all. The disciples said, we have left all to follow you. To whom shall we go? Marriage brings about change of names. My wife's name that she went to school, the name that she was given... She went to school, her certificates, all those things have disappeared apart from just her first name. She has taken on my name. Marriage is not a small thing. She has left her house where she used to live. She has left her family. She has followed me. Where I'm going, she has, she's, she's following me. She doesn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. I said, look, God has sent us, a bishop has sent us to Nigeria. To Nigeria we go. Are you coming? She's coming. She came, longest time. Amen. So marital commitment means so many things. It brings about permanence. It brings about fruitfulness. The reason why many Christians are not fruitful, one of the reasons is the lack of permanence and a certain marital commitment that they have for Christ or that they don't have for Christ. 
you are receiving and you are growing to the level of marital commitment. Amen. All right. So God requires this level of commitment to him and also to the church. Hallelujah. All right. Now, how will you develop this level of commitment? How will you grow in your level of commitment? How will you climb from situational friendship, non-situational friendship? How will you grow into marital commitment? All right. So it is the same question as asking, how do you become a permanent member? How do you become permanent? How do you become planted? How do you become permanent? All right. So I'm going to give you 11 um, starting. I'm going to give you 11 reasons why and how you can become permanent. You can move into that level of marital commitment. Amen. All right. But let's go to Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Acts 2, 42. Um, this beautiful scripture must become everybody's scripture. Amen. That the Bible says, and they continued steadfastly in four things. It's talking about the believers, the church members. All right. In Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit came. Many people got saved. They got baptized. They joined the church. I've been taking you through. We looked at the book of Acts, Acts of the Apostles, and we saw the church, the life that was happening, the kind of life they lived in the church. Okay. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were baptized. All right. And then they participated they engaged themselves in four powerful activities that were happening in the church. Number one was what? Apostles' doctrine. It also means the teachings. Amen. Number two, fellowship. Number three, breaking of bread. Number four, prayers. All right. Now, this is just a summary of the many activities that they were doing. And if you go down into each of them, you will discover that it embraces most of the activities of the church. All right? This is the base, the foundation. It is based on this that you begin to see fruitfulness. 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 Amen. All right. So, now, every church member, you should be able to describe yourself that you continue. Other versions say they devoted themselves. Give me NIV or NASB. They devoted themselves. They devoted them. They were committed to the apostles' teachings, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer meetings. Hallelujah. Now, can this be said of you? Can it be said of you that you are devoted to these things? You see, when we say somebody is devoted, it's not, it's not like, oh yeah, once in a while he comes. Once in a while he participates. No. We are talking about a certain commitment. He's inside the thing. Bah. Yeah. You can count on him. He has, he's passionately involved. He's passionately inside. He's part of it. He never separates himself from it. He's into it. Am I talking to anybody? He's into it. He has given himself to it. He has given himself to these things. Hallelujah. And that is a level that God wants all of us to get to. That will be devoted. They devoted themselves. They committed themselves to the teachings, the fellowship, breaking of bread, prayers. They were there. Wow. And it was a foundation for the great fruitfulness that they experienced. Amen. I see you becoming fruitful. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You'll be amazed the great things that happen when people are seriously planted and committed in the church. Amazing things happen. You see, God is not, that song that we sing is true, but it's also not true. 
Jesus Christ, no Unknown from Memo. Hey, brother, have you gone on leave or something? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Unknown from Memo. Yes, we. Unknown from Memo. He's passing through the air, the wind. If you came to church this morning and everybody was sitting down, only wind is blowing here. Only wind. It's like God is doing his work through the wind. Will you, 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 will you come next time? That God is just working through the wind. He's just passing this like he's not using human beings. He's just using the wind. Marry the wind. I said, marry the wind. Why do you need a wife? Why do you need a husband? Why do you need somebody, human beings, by you? Why is it that when you are bereaved and people don't come, people don't come for your, uh, people don't come to support your be with you as you are grieving. Why do you grieve? You have even forgotten about the dead. Now you are grieving that they didn't come for you. For, for your funeral. Your grief is not about the fact that the person is dead. But the fact that your close friends didn't come. Why? Because human beings need human beings. Yeah. We live in a community. We need each other. Yeah. You can't just. That's all. I'm from him. God works through human beings. God, so when you, are, when you are born again, you cannot be an isolated atom that is moving around, some electron that is just flying around in the system. No, you must be planted in the community of believers. Hallelujah. You must be located in the midst of the, and there, 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 there. All the blessings happen. That's why the human body is not, you don't have a hand. Your hand is, is just, this one is separated from the arm. It's just moving in the air. The fingers are moving in the air. Just your head is disconnected. If you wake up one day, your head is disconnected from the body. As you are lying there, you see your head moving like that. And your head has turned around and is looking at you. <laughs> And then you see your leg. Your leg alone is walking. I say, hey, what is going on here? <laughs> yes. Then you become a dismembered body. You will never be dismembered. So God has planned this like that. The body, we must all be part of it. And then you receive all the supply. All the supply that you need, all the energy, the spiritual. Look at the verse. Look at the verse we read. Is any sick among you? Is any sick among you? Let him call the elders of the church. And what will they do? And let them anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And if you read down, it said, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And if he has committed any sin, it shall be forgiven him. Is that not the next verse? Yeah. So you realize that God is not just doing things. Oh, it's any sick among you. The elders must come. Anoint him with all. Pray for him. A miracle will happen. You see, so within the body, God is able to produce healing breakthrough, fellowship, and all that. It is, you need it. We need it. Yeah. Hallelujah. So a member must be committed to all these things and then flows the power of God. The power of God is not just flowing through the wind. The power of God is flowing through the body. So when you are part of the body, you benefit and you enjoy from the totality. Hallelujah. All right. So now, number one, I'm now trying to help you to move higher into marital commitment. All right. So number one of being 
permanent, having a permanent mind growing into marital commitment is that you must know that you are part of a family. You must know that you are part of a family. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 15. Ephesians 3 15. The Bible says, Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Now, you have to know that apart from your Osei family, all right, apart from your um, Boating family, apart from whatever family name you carry, there is also a family in heaven and family in earth. Hallelujah. Amen. And then there's a spiritual family. The church is also your family. This church is also my family. Amen. Amen. And you as a member, you are part of the family. Mary, you are part of his family. Whether you like it or not, this guy sitting here, he's, he's your brother. He's your brother. Maud, she's your sister. Okay? Yeah. So this one too is your sister. This guy behind you too is your brother. Yeah. And the one far away at the other end is also your brother. Stand up and look at him. Have you seen your brother sitting at the back there? Yeah. It's a big family. It's a mega family. And you are part of the family. Say I'm part of the family. You are supposed to be part of the family. Yes. I have family members I don't even know. But they, they are my family members. Sometimes when there are funerals, whatever we meet, especially when my mother was around, you'll be explaining this one, this, this, this one, this, that. They will explain at a, at a point. You just have to, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've lost. I cannot connect again. After I said, oh, okay. I've lost the connection. I can't follow the connection again. But at least I know that we are related. We are related. And they will often say, you know, we have to meet a lot. Else somebody will go and marry somebody before you realize. And it happens. One day some people were getting married. They went for engagement. When they met her, they said, ah. Ah, now you, how did you know that our Fasi was getting married? I said, no. I am from the man's side. So, ah, but we are all the same. When they investigated, the same family. They, they were cousins or very close. So they had to agree to disagree agreeably. <laughs> hey, may it never happen to you. I'm sure he pained them. The, the guy had to go and start all over again. Because he was just about to marry his cousin. The first cousins or something. Yeah. So you are part of the family. Hey, pastor, does it mean that I cannot marry from this family? Since he said that we are one family. Now, this type of family we are talking about, you can marry from this family. As a matter of fact, you must marry from this family. Yeah. Because the Old Testament, they used to marry half, you know, these cousins and so on. Abraham, was Abraham? He was married to a half-sister type of situation. Hey. All right. So, it is important for you to know that you are part of the family. Okay. And if you are part of a family... In every family, there can be misunderstandings here and there. There can be shortcomings here and there. But it doesn't mean that you change your name. You can't just wake up one day and change your name from Kodier to what? To Sakodier. You just add Sa to the Kodier and say, I'm, I'm Sakodier today. Because what? You, 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 want your father, you wanted your father to buy what? A new phone for you. And he said, not now. In two years' time. Then you got angry. And a brother called Sir bought the phone for you. So you decided to just join the Sir to the Cordier. From today, I'm Sir Cordier. I'm annoyed. I'm Sir Cordier. When your father calls you, you don't pick the phone. You are angry. You are throwing tantrums. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. See, I'm part of the family. 
when you start seeing yourself that you are part of this family, things begin to change. But when you see yourself as not part of the family, you will always sit yourself when you cross your arms. Anything they say, say it's for them, it's not for us. It's for them, it's not for me. It's concern, it concerns them, it doesn't concern me. Yeah. When you give announcement about, oh, we are going to have a convention, like we are going to have Easter convention. Next month, we are going to have a powerful Easter convention, something in the blood convention. Wow. You see, you can easily not clap. <laughs> yeah, you can, oh, it's for them. It's not for me. So why should I even clap? So we can come and say yes. And we are going to have a powerful Good Friday service and we are all going to a crowd. You see, but you realize that some people are not moved. I'm not moved by what I see. They, they, you, can't, you can't add hallelujah to this one. I'm not moved by what I hear. I'm only moved by what concerns me. Yeah. I'm only moved by what touches me. <laughs> but those who see themselves as permanent and as part of the family, as soon as they hear talent, I am inside. I am inside. I am included. They start making adjustments, adjustment arrangements, rearrangement, planning, replannings, so that they are inside. May you be inside. Hallelujah. May you be inside. Amen. Yeah. So, say I'm part of the family. Number two, you have to understand and know that you are part of a building. Part of a building. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 9. Let's all read it together. Is it up? 1 Corinthians 3.9 It says, For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. Say God's building. Hallelujah. So the second reason is for us to know that we are part of God's building. Say God's building. Amen. You are part of the building called Lighthouse Chapel International. Just like this building sitting here. You see, this is just a physical building. But the spiritual, the real church is not the building. The real church is you and I together. Amen. And just as if we come and this whole side of the block work has been broken down or removed. Something bad has happened. Has something bad not happened? If you went home and your door has been removed, will you not even scream before you enter that your door has been removed? Your, your whole window has been removed. Part of your block work has been removed. Hey, will you not be scared? Will you not be worried? You have to be worried. Yeah. So, you are part of the building. You are part of this 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 building. I am part of this building. So if I disappear suddenly, or if you disappear suddenly, you have caused a big hole. You have caused a great hole. We are in danger. We are no more secure. Yeah. If a thief comes to remove your window and enters your house, suddenly you discover that your feeling is, you, 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 there's something, something changes. You don't feel safe again. You say, do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> you have to get a carpenter, get whatever, come and fix the window, fix the whole door, do block work, cement, whatever. One time I lived in a certain country and uh, in the night armed robbers were attacking people and I could hear the gunshots. Poo poom. Pow pow. Tow tow. I mean you can bass, treble, all, soprano, all. Yeah, real. 
one, one of the shots, they shot pow, and then the pellets fell on top of our, my, my roof. I said, hey, the guys are just behind the house. Just behind the house. But the amazing, the in between the gunshots, I could hear a hammer. Boom. 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 So I was imagining what was happening. That I realized that as they are, they are breaking somebody's wall. It's like, you've done burglar proof, eh? Okay. We will enter through the wall. So as they are, they are with chisel and hammer. And then boom. Boom. Boom, boom. And by the grace of God, I mean, we, we, we escaped. And the following morning, I went down to see the house where they, the, the houses where they entered. And one of them, they had strong burglar proofing. But they broke, they broke the wall. They didn't mind the door, they broke the wall and entered through the wall. <laughs> entered through the wall and came to the house. Hey! So, you suddenly feel naked when your walls have been broken and your wall has been broken. That is how it is when you disappear. As we've seen you in the choir singing beautifully. What, what, song, what, what nice song were you singing? The, the song that you guys were singing. It's Hallelujah. Yes, Omnyamia. Oh, yeah. Bibia Rasul. Yes, Omnyamia. Yes, Omnyamia. Bibia Rasul. Then next month we are looking for you say oh where's the sister the sister who was something that was singing nicely she was smiling and everything oh you all sumyami where is that sister where is she that somebody has come there i'm coming to look for the sister to marry her where is she where is she she has evaporated from the stage she has evaporated from the church she has created a big hole in the choir and big hole in the church Wow. See, I'm part of the building. See, I'm part of this building. And I'm not moving anywhere. And nothing is moving me anywhere. I am part of this building. I am part of this building. I am part of the building called Lighthouse Chapel International. And nothing is moving me anywhere. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If a strong wind blows and part of your house falls down, you are in great danger. Isn't it? Yes. That's how it is. So, sometimes wind can blow against churches. A strong wind can blow against a church. It doesn't mean the members should be carried by any wind. Yeah. Yeah. One day I'm going to teach you about accusations. Because too many people are moved when they hear accusations. They believe them. They believe them. They join the accusers. <clears throat> but look, as I've grown in the Lord by the grace of God, I've understood the name, one of the, one of the classic names of Satan is, is the accuser of the brethren. It is his job. It is his job. Satan can raise accusations against your pastor you will not believe it yeah and all journalists they want sensational stories look one day I, I came to my office not here I was in another country I came to my office should I tell you this I came to my office the pastor's office I came there uh, Monday morning Tuesday morning and then there was a brother who stays around cleans the place he said oh Reverend, I need to show you something in the office. And then he went to show me. Do you know what it was? It was a lady's panty. Underwear. In other words, dross. 
So if you want to localize it, or bad draws, in my office. Hey, are you not scared even just to hear this? And it wasn't just in my, it was under my table, under my table. Wow. <laughs> something had happened. Uh, something, something had happened. <laughs> Is that not the immediate conclusion? Yeah. Now, if the brother who was working around there, he could have called newspaper with pictures. In fact, this day you don't even have to call the newspaper. You can take the picture and send it to them. Take the pictures, record the video, everything, and send it to them. Oh, they will, they will, they will shake your hand. Especially a, a pastor's name. Lighthouse Chapel International. Pastor of Lighthouse Chapel International. This, that, that, that. And the uh, picture of the, uh, yeah, friends saying, uh, Ambodinu and everything is there. Hey, story everywhere. Newspaper headline first thing. Do you want to know the mystery of the underwear? Should I tell you? Do you really want to know? Are you sure you really, really want to know? By the way, why do you want to know? <laughs> to settle all doubts. So, when we looked into it and examined what exactly? You see, I have two daughters. Alright? Biological daughters. And um, there's another lady pastor who was in the church her daughter and sometimes they come to my house comes to spend the weekend my children would go go spend the weekend and they, they can leave their clothes here and there so she she had come the little girl had come to stay in our house left her stuff and my children packed her things and brought it to church for her to to give to her so it was in a bag that they kept under my table. But some way, somehow, that particular one fell out of the bag under my table and was not found Sunday when we were leaving until the gentleman was coming to clean the office or whatever that day. And then he found. So it was a little girl's panty. <laughs> That was being brought back to her. But you see, when newspaper gets these things, yeah. by the time you hear the real story, now that you've heard the story, is it, is it, is it a wonder to you? By the time you hear the real story, even if the, the writer small be in the middle page somewhere, rejoinder, we are sorry for something, something then say, ah, we finished. So some of you may hear stories, then you have believed, then you are the one championing the thing. You have taken a hand. All these pastors, I knew it. I knew it. Uh, even sometimes when he's preaching, the way some of the girls will be looking at it, I knew. I knew that something was going on all the time. Yeah, me, I've always known more. Yeah, I know all these pastors. I know them. Uh, I'm not surprised at all. I'm sure there are even more stories we haven't heard. Hmm, all these pastors. Hmm. Me, yeah, that's why I don't belong to any church. I only go, I only visit from here. After some time, I go and visit another one. Then I go and visit. I've never joined any church. I've seen these things, too many of them. That's why I don't commit myself anywhere. That's why you are not doing well anywhere. Yeah, that's why you are not doing well anywhere. Be planted. You are part of the building. And you are part of the family. All right? Number three, you are part of a garden. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 5. And now, go to, I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard or my garden. I will take away the hedge thereof, and it will be eaten up, and will break down the wall thereof, and it shall be trodden down. All right, so God calls, the Bible refers to us as a garden or to his church as a garden. 
And we are like a garden. And each of us like a plant in a garden. The previous verse we read, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, said you are God's husbandry. It also means you are God's garden. You are God's garden. So you and I, we are part of God's garden. We are like plants in God's garden. Amen. Yeah. And you know, if you just keep planting and replanting, look at these palm trees here. If you just take it, remove this one from here, and then go and plant it there, and then next time, after some time, remove it. No, no, it's going to die. It's going to die. Hallelujah. So when you are part of the garden, you must be planted, you must be permanent. I said you must be permanent. Number four, quickly, it also, you are part of a tree. Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse 5, he said, I am the vine and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Say, I am part of a tree. Jesus said, I am the vine, I am the stem. You are the branches. The one who abides in me, the same person will bring forth much fruit. Hallelujah. So, if you are the branch indeed, then how can the branch just be moving around? Just dis dislocate the branch and put it there and plant it here and move it there? No. There must be permanence. I said there must be permanence. Hallelujah. You see, Job chapter 1 verse 7, something happened there. The sons of God were having a meeting and Satan also came among them. And God said, the Lord said to Satan, from whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. Satan's job is to move to and fro. He's just moving to and fro, walking up and down in the earth. And the last time I checked, you were not, you were not Satan. Neither were you the son of Satan. So what are you doing just moving to and fro? Today you are here. Next moment you are there. Next time you are there. You, there's no permanent place. You must have a permanent church. Hallelujah. You must be planted. You must be planted. So see yourself as a permanent part of the garden. See, I'm part of the garden. See, I'm part of the tree. Hallelujah. If you are part of the tree, fruits, if you are, if you are branch, fruits are depending on you. Fruits are expecting, there are fruits in the spirit. They are expecting that they will come out of it. There are leaves that are hanging. They are depending on you. You must not disappoint the fruits. You must not disappoint the leaves. Hallelujah. You cannot cut yourself off. You cannot dismember yourself. You cannot just disappear like that. You have to have the mind that I'm permanent. You have to have the mind that I am here forever. You have to have the mind that this is a good place and I will belong here and I'll plant myself here. And when you plant yourself, you see yourself bearing fruit, becoming fruitful in every dimension and area of your life. Wow. Put your hands together for the Lord. Stand to your feet. Next week, the message will continue. Lift your hands and just thank him. Lord, I thirst for you. And I long to be in your presence. My soul will wait on you. Father, draw me nearer. Draw Again, Lord, I thirst for you. Lord, I thirst for you. And I long to be. And I long to be in your presence. My soul will wait on you. Father, draw me. Father, draw me nearer, draw me nearer to the beauty of.
Plant my steps in your house. Make me permanent. Give my mind a permanent mindset, a permanent understanding in the name of Jesus. Pray, pray, pray. Commit yourself into God's hands. We thank you, we give you praise. Father, thank you. The Lord, you have determined to cause us to be fruitful. You have determined to bless us. Yes, Lord. You have the intention to bless us and to increase us, O Lord. We believe. And Lord, that is why. You have the mind Jesus. to ensure that your children are planted Jesus. permanently. Yes, Lord. part of the house, yes, part Lord. of the garden, mm. part of the family, Jesus. part of the tree. Yes, oh Lord, part of the building. Yes, we pray. May you cement us yes, properly. Lord. Whatever moves us, whatever blows us away, whatever. Jesus. Whatever destabilizes our establishment and stability, mm. take it away, O yes. Lord. And may we receive that which makes us permanent. Yes, Lord. That great fruits and flourishings will come out of our lives. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your great work and operation in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. we have prayed. As every head is bowed, every eye closed. Maybe someone invited you this morning to church. But deep in your heart, you are not born again. Deep in your heart, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You want to say, Pastor, pray for me. Pastor, pray for me. I'm not sure whether I'll go to heaven or hell. Pray for me. I want to give my heart to Jesus. I want to serve God. I don't want to die and go to hell. I want to be saved. I want to go to heaven. I want to be a child of God. I want to serve God. I want to know more of God. I want to be serious with God. I want to see the hand of God in my life. I want a change. I want a change. I'm tired of experiencing all sorts of things. I need God in my life. I need this Jesus in my life. Jesus, the Son of God, came to die on the cross to save you and to save me and to give us a brand new life. Today, Jesus is ready to give you a brand new life, a brand new start. Pastor, pray for me. I need this Jesus you are talking about. You are here like that. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray for you. Lift up your right hand. Pastor, I'm not sure whether I'm saved. I want to be sure. Lift up your right hand so that I pray with you. Today is a day of change and a day of salvation for someone here. Lift up your hand. If you are here like that, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Father, thank you. If your hand is lifted, I want you to come. Your hand is lifted. Take your bag, your handbag, your phone, whatever. Just come. Come all the way. Come all the way. Come. I want to pray with you right here. Come, 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 my dear. Pray this prayer with me and everybody just join in the prayer. Say, dear Lord Jesus, 
I give my life to you. I give my life to you. I give my heart to you. I give my heart to you. Forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of all my sins. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I want to love you. I want to love you. I want to serve you. I want to serve you with all my heart. With all my heart. From today. From today. Write my name. Write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. Jesus. Jesus. You are my savior. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. You are my master. You are my master. From today. From today. From, from today. With all my heart. With all my heart. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I want to love you. I want to love Thank you. you Savior. Thank, Thank you, Savior. For saving my soul. For saving my soul. Thank you for this precious soul. You say, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. We believe you have been greatly blessed through this message. For prayer, counseling, or meeting with Bishop Jake, please call or text plus 233-263-090-000. That's plus 233-263-090-000. Till we come your way again, remain blessed.